Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So I lost $500 once. Mm, Yeah, it was pretty tough. We sold a car. It was about 10 years ago. We sold a car and... I took, I think Paul might have taken the cash, <laughs> gave it to me, smart man, he, and anyway, I put it in an envelope, an envelope with no, and I didn't write anything on it, and I sealed it up, and I put it somewhere really safe. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, I put it somewhere really safe. It was in, um, anyway, it doesn't matter where it was, I remember putting it there, and we didn't, and it was sort of hidden because, you know, you don't have cash lying around in your house normally. You try, well, we try not to. And so there it stayed. And it was actually to pay the loan on the car. And, we, and there was a little bit of time that lapsed between when we had to pay it and when we got the cash. And I remember it was just a very busy part of life. You know, when you, you know, school and church and two kids in high school and one kid in primary school. You know, life gets hectic, doesn't it? Regularly, all the time, it feels like. So, I sort of forgot about it. And, and then I did a clean out. And I think I threw it out. Threw out $500. Lucky my husband still loves me. It's like, oh, honey, can't find that $500. But, you know, when I was looking for that $500, I was motivated I was a very motivated woman as I searched high and low for that money because I, you, I, I'm sure I put it there. And so I went through the cupboards and I pulled everything apart because I wanted to find the cash. Do you know what? Jesus Christ was incredibly motivated and his love for us sent him to earth to die on a cross, to go through the most agonizing pain because he loved us. You know, me ripping our house apart is nothing compared to what he did and the motivation and the love in his heart as he searched us out, as he came to find us. My message today is called Lost and Found. Because as we prepare for our Easter services, that are only two weeks away, two weeks away, mind you, who can believe that? It's April. Just notice that for a minute. It's April. How did it get to April? It feels like it's February. Is that just me? It's April. So our Easter services are only two weeks away, and we are focusing in over the next two weeks on our main focus as a church. And our main focus as a church, our main focus for being here in this city is to see people come to know Jesus. Mark Kelsey started this series last week preaching from Luke 15 and he reminded us all of what Jesus did for us. He reminded us all of the absolute power of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. The gospel is good news and it changed everything. So how can we 
as individuals be a part of bringing the gospel to those who don't know Christ. I have three points today, three simple points, and I hope that our hearts just get realigned because it's why we're here. It really is. That, that, that motivation in the heart of God and, in, and the love that Jesus had that sent him here, you know, needs to be in our hearts. So the first thing, the first thing is be open. Be open. Luke 15 says this, By this time a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and the religious scholars were not pleased, not pleased at all. They growled. He takes sinners and he eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. That's Jesus. See, when Jesus arrived on the scene, there were two crowds. There was the religious crowd that the Pharisees and the other religious leaders, the Sadducees, and then there were the non-religious crowd, the sinners, or, or the message version calls them those of doubtful reputation. And both crowds, both crowds hung around Jesus, and both crowds were actually lost without God and without hope. The religious people followed Jesus everywhere he went. If you read just in, in Luke 14, the, the passage before, that one I just read out, Jesus had dinner with one of the religious leaders. So they were following him, and then the non-religious crowd were following him too. Two different crowds, both lost and without God. The sinners were lost, and the religious people were lost. Both needed to be found. Did you notice what the, the scripture said? A lot of men and women of doubtful reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently to what he said. They were eating with him, and he was treating them like old friends. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about the fact that Jesus was very attractive to those people? He wanted to be with them, and they wanted to be with him. They wanted to understand what he was saying, they were listening to him intently. They were interested in what he had to say. You know, I think that should challenge us. Challenges me. On the other hand, the religious crowd were not happy. They were not happy with Jesus. They were not happy with the people he was hanging around. That's because religion creates a divide between itself and the people Jesus came to reach. I'm not talking about Christianity right now, I'm talking about religion. There's a difference. Religion wants to stay away from the people Jesus associated with. The people who were so attracted to him. It creates an us and them. It creates an in and out. It wants to put up fences. It wants to put up divisions and say, keep out, you're not welcome. We can't touch you or we might get dirty. We can't associate with you or you might rub off on us. 
Ephesians tells us when, when Jesus came, he broke down every dividing wall, every separating wall. He bridged the gap. He filled, the, the, he filled it all with himself. And the first step to being a part of bringing the gospel to those who don't know Jesus is to be like him and just be with people who don't know him. Just to be open to be with people who don't know him. To not act like the religious crowd who are forever pushing people away. To be warm and friendly and open because Jesus in us is attractive to people. Just like Jesus, when he was here, was attractive to those people. Jesus in us. I was hanging around a couple of people that don't know Jesus on Friday, and I've known them, I see them quite regularly, and I've known them for years and years and years. And they know who I am, they know what I believe. And we have the best conversations. And they ask me the strangest questions sometimes, and and half the time I don't even know what to say. What do you think of that, Mel? But it's so good. It's so good just to... just to... be there, be open... That's what Jesus did. The second thing is to be available. There's a story that you'll probably all know, and it's, uh, it's in John 4, and it's about a meeting between Jesus and a Samaritan woman. And Jesus was traveling to Galilee, and to get there, he traveled through Samaria, and he stopped at a well. And um, his disciples went out to find food, and while, while he was sitting at a well, a Samaritan woman showed up, and Jesus struck up a conversation with her. He could have ignored her. She was a woman. She was a Samaritan. He could have sat there silently pretending she didn't exist. It's like when someone's walking towards you when you're on your morning walk and you think, okay, are we going to do the nod? (laughs) Are we going to do the good morning? You know, does anyone ever think that? You know, someone that you think... See, he could have just... And, and sometimes people just look straight ahead. You think, well, hello, good morning. That's what I do. Because <laughs> they don't want. See, Jesus could have been there. He could have just been shut, shut, sitting at the well. But he didn't. He didn't do that. He could have pretended that she wasn't there because that's what some people do when you walk towards them. He could have agreed with what society told him, which was that she, this woman... She was a nobody. He knew that no one is a nobody. He came for everybody. The point is that he didn't. He he wasn't shut down. He wasn't switched off, even though he was tired. The Bible tells us he was tired. He was hungry. He could have been hangry, (laughs) maybe. Did Jesus get hangry? I don't know, probably not. But anyone get hangry? Yes, yeah. So he could have felt that way, but he, he turned to her and he began to talk to her. And as he talked to her, and that, see, that's the thing, it's be available to make the connection. 
And as he talked to her, he saw her. I mean, he really, really saw her. So many people think that they are unseen and unnoticed. He sees you. We need to be people like him who see others. And he saw her brokenness and he saw her heartache and he showed her who he was. And her whole life changed in that moment. It changed because Jesus was available, because he was willing to have the conversation, because he was willing to stop and take the time. Here's the question are we interruptible? Or are we so busy doing our thing, we don't even notice who's around us? When, when the disciples, the Bible says, when the disciples came back and saw Jesus talking to this woman, they were shocked. They could not believe it, and they drove the woman away from Jesus. John 4, in the message, it, it says, the woman took the hint. This is when the disciples came back. She took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, come and see a man who knew all about the things I did, who knows me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. I love this story. I love it. Come and see. Come and see a man who knew all about me. He knows me inside and out. That one encounter with Jesus changed a whole village. If you read that story, that one conversation with the Son of God changed the lives of not only that one person, many, 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 many people. Do we realize that just one conversation can change a whole family, a whole neighborhood, a whole city? Think about the person that brought Billy Graham to Jesus. The person you stop and really talk to, the person I stop and really talk to, can change not only one, it's the ones and the twos. And as that, as that permeates out, a city is reached for Jesus. This woman's influence, it, it touched that whole village. She understood what had just happened to her and so she understood who she'd just met. And she said, come on, come on. She didn't just keep it to herself. So they all came and saw. And, and John 4 continues, it says, Many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness. He knew all about the things I did. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay on. So Jesus stayed two days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, we're no longer taking this on your say-so. We've heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He's the saviour of the world. What a beautiful story. So my question is, am I like Jesus? Or am I like one of his disciples? Am I willing to stop and take at that moment? Or am I like one of the disciples that just sent her away? The second step to, to, to bringing the gospel to those who don't know Jesus is to be available. We need to be open and available and interruptible because every single person matters. 
We don't know what one simple conversation is going to do. We don't. I was talking at a women's event a few weeks ago and I was sharing a story at the event and uh, someone who was far from God came up to me afterwards and I was able to sit down with her and talk with her and have a conversation with her and pray with her. Every person matters. Every person. Every single person. Okay, and the last point is be bold. Acts 3. One day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for the prayer meeting. Did everyone notice where Peter and John were going? They're going to the prayer meeting. What a great place to go. Let's follow their example. At the same time, there was a man crippled from birth being carried up. Every day he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he he asked for a handout. Peter, with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, Look here. He looked up, expecting to get something from them. Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He grabbed him by the hand, he pulled him up, and in an instant, his feet and ankles became firm. He jumped to his feet and walked. Who knows this story? Yes, I'm sure you do. Peter and John went to pray. Yeah, remember that? The the kids' church song, anyone? Peter and John, on the way to the temple, they walked past someone who was in need. They walked past a cripple. And he asked them for money. What do they do? Here they had an opportunity. See, sometimes... We get opportunities and, and we, we uh, you know, back away from them. They had an opportunity and they took the opportunity. God gives us all opportunities. He wants us to take the opportunities to, to, to do what they, to be bold. They were bold and they acted. They didn't just say, we don't have what you want and keep walking on their way. The cripple asked them for money. They didn't have any money. But they were open enough to actually stop and go, I've got something that you actually need. They knew that this, what, what, they knew what he didn't know. He thought he needed money to buy food so, so that he could get through the day. But Peter and John knew that even though he thought he needed money, he actually needed a whole lot more than money. He needed healing. He needed the gospel. He needed what they had, and that was Jesus Christ. What, and they said, what I have, I give you. What do we have? We have Jesus. And whatever people think they need, they actually need Jesus. Whatever people think they need, they actually need the gospel because with the gospel, with a relationship with Jesus Christ, it gives them the power to change every other thing that needs changing in their lives. And it all starts with Jesus. With the gospel comes forgiveness of sin, 
comes victory and the power to change the things that bind us. Comes new life, comes authority, comes uh, boldness when the Holy Spirit comes on us. It all comes with the gospel. It all comes when we ask Jesus Christ into our lives. Every single person we meet who doesn't know Jesus needs him. No matter what they think they need, they need him. And we have what they need. And sometimes it's just about being bold enough to let him out, like Peter and John did. They didn't just walk past him and say, oh, you're a cripple. They didn't just walk past him and say, oh, look, we're on the way to the prayer meeting. Imagine that. I can't do something for you. I'm on the way to the prayer meeting. I'm going to be holy and pray. No, they stopped. What I have, I give you. So let's make a decision to be open. Let's not be like the religious crowd who want to stay away and want to sit back and judge the people of doubtful reputation. I was one of those. I was two of those. Let's not be people who, who say, oh, no, I'm too busy. I can't, I can't look up. I can't look and see you for who you really are because I've just got so many other things going on in my life right now. It's all about me. It's never all about us. Never. And let's be those people who are bold enough when God puts the opportunity before us to actually act. Act. Be bold. Because there's a world out there, out there, in here, all of us. We all need Jesus. Arise, shine, for your light has come. My light has come. It's Jesus. His glory. If I can have the band come up, please. It's his glory. It's who we're after. The glory of God. Touching every heart in this city. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.